welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. This is episode 88, Mental Load, and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back been a busy busy week we've been moving this week into our new place which is so exciting but also very stressful (laughs) so uh, it's uh it's got its ups and its downs um which has got me thinking a lot about the mental load that you often experience in moving which also then got me thinking about the mental load that we just experience on a day-to-day basis and how several years ago I was drowning and being crushed by the mental load that I was carrying around. And what I didn't realize at the time is that I didn't have to carry it around, but I didn't believe that was true because, I mean, things just have to get done, right? So before I get too far off on my little tangent, I just want to get on the same page here about what I mean when I say mental load. Okay, the mental load is all of the mental work, the organization, the list making, the setting and keeping of appointments and planning, and the management that you do for your life and for those that depend on you. Okay, it's it includes anything that is that involves cognitive and emotional labor. So a mental load is is really a large contributor, especially for women, especially for moms, especially for moms that have kids with special needs. It's a huge contributor to the overwhelm, the chronic stress, and the burnout um, that we feel because we're carrying a load inside of our mind and on our hearts that really is bigger than we were designed to carry. And not only that, we tend to carry it constantly. It's like picking up a huge bag of bricks and putting it on our backs and then trying to go throughout our day doing everything with it on, right? We're going to go swimming, go to the grocery store, go through an obstacle course. It's like, just imagine yourself doing all sorts of crazy things while wearing this huge backpack of bricks. And then not only do we keep that backpack of bricks on, but we decide, ooh, I also need to pick up this other bag and this other bag. And then you have like neighbors and friends and family that are like, whew, this bag of bricks is heavy. Can you hold my bag too? You're like, okay, yeah, just for a minute. But I mean, Because, I mean, you want to be a good friend, you know, Um, or then you have, you know, bricks, bags of bricks that kind of fall from the sky and land in your lap, which are the events that happen in your life that you weren't expecting, right? And you get bruised and beat up a little bit, but you still pick up that bag and you carry it. So you can imagine yourself right now, right? You got a backpack full of bags, a side bag full of bags, a diaper bag full of bags, probably maybe a stroller or a wheelbarrow or some other sort of thing that is also full of bricks that you're pushing around, right? You got a couple chained to your ankles. Okay, just, this is like, I'm going a little bit crazy here with this metaphor, but you get the idea. 
it doesn't, as you look at that person, you go, that does not make any sense. Like, why are you carrying all those bricks? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Do you need to be doing all that? Is that all necessary? I mean, if you're looking at it from the outside perspective, like you're trying to build a house with that. <laughs> anyway, but so like when it comes to the mental load that we carry, right? Envisioning what I just described. What we all know is that we cannot keep going at this rate. You can't keep doing this. But the thought we often have is, but it has to be done. I mean, right? Wrong. The answer is no. It doesn't all have to be done. Because as you look through those bricks, you'll notice little labels on them. Laundry, the kitchen, phone calls, emails, doctor's appointments, children's emotions, husband, connecting with family, taking a shower, doing exercise, going out with your girlfriends, okay? You notice all these different labels of things in your life that you have, and maybe some goals and aspirations are in there. Maybe there's, I need to call that neighbor, I need to do that thing for the community, for my son's school, et cetera, et cetera. And we think in our mind, we have to do all of this. But this is a huge thing that holds a lot of mamas back is this belief that certain things have to be done a certain way or at a certain time. And this is a huge reason why our mental load stays heavy and overwhelming and continues to build because we just kind of keep adding to it. Some of the main things that I've seen that we do that maintain these heavy mental loads that, that have us keeping them is that we worry about how we or others will feel or act if we don't do these things or if they aren't done correctly. We worry about the judgment from others, that the, the, the kind of judgments they'll make about us, about the kind of person that we are, about the kind of housekeeper we are, about the kind of mom that we are, about the kind of friend or daughter or sister that we are. We also worry about trying to be a good mom and trying to do a good job. We worry and fear failing as a mother. And that's a big one. But the truth is, is that you're only human and you can't do everything and you can't carry everything. And you know this and I know this. And yet a lot of people are still trying to do it. And a hard thing that contributes to the idea that you can is social media or stories that you hear when you see other moms, special needs moms that seem to have it all together, that seem like they're doing all of it. And I can tell you that that is not the whole story. So you've got to remind yourself, this isn't the whole truth because nobody can really hold that together. That's not really humanly possible. We weren't designed to work that way. And another truth is that you can still have a wonderful, fulfilling life without carrying all the bricks in the world without carrying the whole weight of your family in your house all by yourself. So then what makes our mental loads so hard to manage? If you know you have it, you know you're worrying about a bunch of things and you don't want to carry it around, yet you don't want to fail as a mom and you don't want to leave everybody high and dry, how do you manage it? 
Well, there's really three things that you need to understand about a mental load. And the first thing is that it's invisible. It's the type of work that's done internally. So unlike housework and childcare, it's the unseen part that we do with all of that, the planning, the thinking, the worrying. And therefore, it's, it's hard to recognize the mental load that you carry. And that's often why it feels so lonely is because it's a cognitive and emotional load that people can't see. And because people aren't mind readers, they don't know about it. And so they don't ask. They're not even aware, right? But you are. The second thing is that a mental load is boundaryless, okay? Because it's invisible, it can be performed, right? The cognitive and emotional worry or thinking or labor, it can be performed anywhere at any time. And this, the mental load, it doesn't like have a shift. It's not like you clock in and you clock out. Like it can be done before, during, and after any kind of work that you do, um, even during the time that you should be sleeping, right? You might wake up worrying about things, right? That's the mental load happening anywhere it wants, right? And lastly, the mental load, it's enduring, meaning that it never ends. So unlike housework, like cooking or cleaning, thinking and caring about family members really never ends, which is why the mental load can be so burdensome. So then how do you manage a mental load. I cannot share in its entirety all the things that you can do and that need to be done, but I will share what I can here. And there are four really main categories that if you can get some leverage in these areas, you'll start to feel some relief. So there's four things. And the first one is to make it visible. The second one is to whittle down the load that you're carrying. Okay, letting off some of those bricks, dropping some bags. Number three is giving it boundaries. Number four is giving many of those cognitive and emotional labors an end and no longer putting your mental and cognitive, your cognitive and emotional labor towards it. All right. So making it visible is like pulling out a piece of paper, putting everything down on it. Everything that's going in your brain, brain dump, your to-do list, your worries, your hopes, your dreams, your anxieties, whatever feels like emotional and cognitive labor. And expect it to be extensive and expect that you'll probably need to get a few sessions in before you can get it all out and that you'll probably be adding through it as you go throughout your day and just realize how much you actually are um, thinking about and carrying around and carrying about in your mind and on your heart. All right, whittling it down comes down to about three questions, which is, as you look at your, your list of things that you've written, what can I delegate? Meaning, what can I give to my husband, hire out, trade, etc.? What can I say no to? So, for example, for me, I've said no to really doing um, a lot of things for my son's school, like bringing things or volunteering in class or things like that. That's just not what I'm doing right now. So what things can you say no to? And what can you drop altogether? What is pretending to be necessary in your life or that doesn't really need to be necessary, that isn't necessary, or what is really a, a seasonal thing where it's like, I want to do this, but it's not the time or season of my life to be doing it. 
Can I at, be at peace with not doing that now? All right, the third one was give your mental load boundaries. So with this, what I encourage you to do is create a space of time once a week where you look at that huge list and you only choose, very intentionally, a few things that you will consider and spend your mental energy on for the next seven days. And the rest of it, you're agreeing, you're setting a boundary with yourself that you're not going to worry or try to do those things. Okay, you're gonna place a boundary around it. I also suggest that you separate out that list and then those things that you've chosen for those seven days, put them in your calendar, assign them a slot of time, constrain yourself to not let it take all day, and put it in your calendar, and that's all you're doing. You're whittling it down, you're setting a boundary and saying, this is what I'm focusing on for the next seven days, and I'm going to be okay with that. Then I suggest you start by separating out what you can control and what you cannot control. Okay, what, what are the things you can actually do something about? And what are the things that you can't? And if you can't, then you let it go. Set that boundary with yourself. All right, number four is giving many cognitive and emotional labors an end. Okay, so this entails shifting the expectations that you have to ones that are more realistic. So examining where you currently are. What are you actually capable of accomplishing right now? What are you actually able to influence or change right now and have no judgment for yourself of, I should be better, I should be able to do more, or any of that stuff, okay? That does not have a place in this exercise or in your brain, in my opinion. And then, so you start from that place of what you can do, and that is the expectation that you hold for yourself, guilt-free, Okay, and it's okay that you can't do it all personally. You weren't meant to do it all personally. Okay, and the next thing to keep in mind is that thoughts are optional. The cognitive labor that you have, the thoughts that you have about your life or your loved ones are all optional. Okay, just because you think it doesn't make it true or factual. And just because it's true or factual doesn't mean that you need to dwell on it. The question I am offering, the questions I suggest that you ask yourself is, does this serve me? Does it fuel feelings that I want to feel? Do those feelings fuel actions that I want to take? Okay, if not, consider substituting what you're thinking with something that's believable, but something that helps you feel how you want to feel, empowered, strong, capable, enjoying your life, happiness. And then if there are times where you want to feel sad or depressed, know that you're choosing that consciously with what you're thinking and that that's okay. We don't want to be happy all the time. All right, so a little recap, right? The mental load is the cognitive and emotional work that you do around your family and your life. Okay, and you don't have to carry or do all of it. And you're not a failure as a mother if you don't. And you can manage this mental load by making it visible, whittling the list down of what you're actually going to do, give it boundaries, and give a lot of these cognitive and emotional labors that aren't realistic, that aren't really attainable, that aren't really serving you 
an end by letting them go. All right, I hope you found some value in that today and that you will lighten the mental load that you're carrying around. So if these things are resonating with you and you're looking to not just shift a little bit, but to experience a transformation, not only from a stress-filled life to one that is calm and confident within like the next 90 days, and you're willing to do some of the mental work, then send me an email at that email address below or come and join the Facebook group Mamas Have Special Needs Too. And I'll see you later. Take care.